What's up, family? So I want to take this a step back prior to the pandemic, so the before and the after, but I want to also make sure that please, please know that everybody is going through something right now. Um, I'm current, currently operating through chaos right now, but I have a goal and I have people who are depending on me for certain things. And I want to take it back to the basics because I started this podcast um, over five years ago to be exact uh, directly through Anchor and Anchor distributes to every single platform. And it has been a wonderful journey. Even in my downtime, I'm able to connect with people. And actually, one of my first clients came through uh, one of the first podcasts that I did, not for this podcast, but for um, my professional podcast. So it is something that gave me um, a little bit more of a push because my favorite word is perseverance. And if you don't know what that word means, go look it up because that's what we teach here. We teach critical thinking skills. We make sure that you understand things and learn how to research things on your own. So I want to welcome you to the uh, brand new uh, <laughs> revamped podcast of uh, Rose Youth Radio. We are a youth nonprofit called The Rose Project Incorporated. And also we are a membership club called The Cool Kids Club. And actually the sweater, if you can see the one that I'm wearing now is is uh, one of the sweaters for our scholarships that I created for removing obstacles, strongholds, and excuses for all of my HBCU mentees who are currently on campus. Um, most of them attend Howard University, Spelman, Morehouse, uh, Kent State. Where else y'all at? Morgan State. <laughs> my cousins are at Morgan State. Bowie State. And along with our other fellow alumni from HBCUs. So a little bit about me, um, I'm what you call an HBCU reject, and it's not in a bad way, but I had my experience on an HBCU campus once before. It was not a good situation. Um, Throughout that process, I was able to uh, achieve little things here and there Um, by also becoming freshman class president of my class at the time because it was at a time of my life where I was restarting um, my education and making sure that uh, I was on track this time. I was a transfer student to uh, Delaware State University and everything was good until it wasn't. So my own experience is what made me get into uh, the space of mentoring, the space of making sure that people were taken care of, because these are the things that my family instilled in me as far as morals, value, character, everything under the sun when it comes to making sure that people are being taken care of. So the first and original name of the project was... uh, The first and original name of the project was Footprints of the Future. 
And then that changed uh, once I had a journey with my first maternal grandmother who became ill with cancer. And it just took a turn to where we had these conversations every single day, every single day. I mean, morning, noon, and night. Uh, and for those who are out there who have ever lost a parent or a grandparent, um, I'm sure you know what that feels like when it comes to trying to stay connected and valuing that time and feeling like you're not going to have enough time and always spending those days and nights on the phone because she would call me while I was at work and literally we're having conversations that are like out of this world, but you need those conversations. Um, they don't hinder anything. Um, because I'm sure that when you're in that mindset, you're making sure that your work is done to, you know, be in compliance of keeping your job. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately for me at the time I was working for one of the rudest managers, um, at an airline and she really made me have the worst experience with um, just trying to get through that process. It was a constant battle with, you know, being able to take off. It was a constant battle with making sure that I was there and I could provide things for my grandmother. My work request from home was denied several times, but I didn't care. I still stayed at home and worked because at that point, fire me because <laughs> I really didn't care at that point. Um, and now here we are today. As you know, we have remote work and, you know, for my own career position after that situation, I found something that will give me that type of flexibility and I travel for work. I pretty much do everything for both sides, for my career and my project to make sure that, number one, people are taken care of, number two, people are employed, and number three, that my mentees are able to see that guidance and see that life purpose through other professionals and not just myself, along with other college alumni from an HBCU or PWI who has excelled in their career and their development from internships, externships, co-ops, things of that nature to get by. Um, I don't think that we're represented enough in the African-American community when it comes to the specific field that I'm in with hiring engineers. And um, we have some great, great and phenomenal engineers uh, one of them happened to be my first black, you know, African-American engineer, which is uh, my godfather, which is like my second father to me. And he works for NASA. And also my godbrother, who is his son, also works for NASA and their engineers doing some very dope work. <laughs> uh, some of these, you know. Launches that you've seen on TV, that's due to their brains. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how else to put it, but they're just uh, out of this world when it comes to, you know, doing the math and making sure things work and working with teams and preparing other engineers and astronauts to have a very safe launch. And that's what we want all of our mentees and every single child to have from K through 12 
and those in higher education is to have a safe and effective environment to excel. With that being said, um, I've been mentoring for over uh, 15 years now, and I've just been going through the motions <laughs> with a lot of this stuff, and I've been dragged in as, as well with other HBCU alumni, and one in particular is one of my good friends, Robert Walker Jr., who is from Fort Valley State University. Um, this is how I gained my uh, access and involvement with other HBCUs outside of my own experience because I felt like I will never uh, <laughs> help or you know push a student towards an HBCU because what I saw at a PWI was totally different from my experience at an HBCU. I'll talk about my experience at an HBCU at a later date um, and make sure that you follow and join the family because this is a family who approaches things in greater detail and also in any way that I can help or I can find someone to help you, I will do so. So make sure that you're locked in with us and, you know, let's get on this shuttle to go to the moon. So there has been some phenomenal people uh, along the way throughout my own journey and like I said, with Robert Walker Jr., he was the president at the time with his alumni chapter for, uh, for Fort Valley State. <laughs> they do great work. That's why I'm tongue-tied because, you know, it, I'm so passionate about helping and doing things with them and volunteering and just making it happen. Um but there isn't enough. Like, there isn't enough volunteers. And it's not just for their chapter. It's for other chapters. And let me just say this. If you are an HBCU graduate and you are not a part of alumni chapter, you're not representing your school. You're not doing what you're supposed to do to uh, encourage the next child or help find an opportunity for the next alum who's coming behind you because that's your responsibility. You want to talk about being, you know, an excellent institution and doing things the right way and your school is the best, but you aren't doing anything. Um, chapter dues aren't that much. <laughs> Most of you spend that on dinner. Let's be honest. And that's for a year. And honestly, to me, I believe chapter dues should be higher than what they are. But that's where we're at with that for right now. So like I was saying, it's it's a piece of my life that is a major influence. Number one, for myself, because I learned a lot throughout the process. And number two, I was able to help my brother find his way when he went to Bethune-Cookman University based off the volunteer work that I was doing within my community and outside of my community in other states. I'm heavily connected, and I've been volunteering with the uh, D.C. Metro HBCU Alumni Alliance uh, in the Washington, D.C. area, and just a phenomenal organization. 
If you don't know who they are, I will put the description inside of here. You can also visit them at, let me see what it is. I have so many emails. Oh, let's do this first. All right, so I have posted it on my social media pages, but this is it. So the DC Metro HBCU Alumni Alliance Incorporated Higher Education Initiative will award five $1,000 scholarships to incoming uh, HBCU freshmen during the fall of 2023. All applicant submissions must be from students from the DMV, Baltimore, or VA slash Maryland Eastern Shore areas. Applications are open from 12 17 2022 so this is how long it's been now and we're at 126 so it's been a while and this was before christmas and if you have been paying attention to me on my social media pages you have seen that post you have heard me talk about it but the closing date for the application is 217 february 17th at 11 59 p.m you know what that means one of your assignments might be due but don't don't be late to this one because trust me, you don't want to miss this. So the operations as far as the alumni chapters, they do phenomenal work. Every single year they do they have a race and they raise money, not for one HBCU, but for every single HBCU, every single chapter uh, for the Alumni Alliance are in the DMV. They're outside the DMV, Georgia, Texas, L.A., Chicago, wherever you may live. Trust me, you will be able to find opportunities. This scholarship is more directed towards uh, people who live in the DMV in the Eastern Shore area and Virginia, but you should check with other alumni chapters that are in the area because they will provide some of those same opportunities. And I will say this, take the time to, how should I say this? Take the time to understand the things that are around you. Find your community. If you're looking to go to an HBCU, if you're looking to go to a PWI, find people who have already attended these universities. Find alumni chapters that will help provide these type of resources because trust me, you are missing out on a lot. And this is for people who are HBCU bound and people who are already inside the institution as a freshman, sophomore, junior, or senior. Take advantage of these opportunities. This is one of the biggest organizations, and I have done work with them over the years as far as volunteering, as far as volunteering for different events, uh, different galas, different balls, different alumni chapter cookouts, uh, races every single year. I attend a race every single year. Um, it used to be at Howard University. This year, they had a new facility in Virginia. Uh, last year, I was not able to attend because I had things going on with family and my grandmother at the time. So that's one. And then I know I received 
another email for Robert. Let me see. All right, so this one is another opportunity, and this is for Montgomery Public County Schools. And did I say that right? Montgomery County Public Schools. I think I said that backwards. <laughs> so the Alliance members are participating in the Montgomery County Public Schools 15th annual HBCU fair on Friday, February 17th. Look, there you go again. The 17th, that's a big day. So you can't miss this. Both events, one is ending and one is hosting an event on the same day. Friday, February 17th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. at the universities at Shady Grove in Rockville, Maryland. More than 1,000 students in grade 8 through 11 and their parents are expected to participate. So let's, let's get there. I will post this link as well. So you, you have all of this inside information. These resources are rich. And if you are looking to go past your education, you need to tap into these uh, organizations. That's just the way that it goes.